If you would, please turn to Psalm 138. Psalm 138. With absolutely no coordination with anybody else, other than maybe the Spirit of God, I have a simple two-point message for you this morning. How high can you raise up God, and how low can you put yourself? A couple of verses in this psalm caught my eye weeks ago, and I've wanted to go through it ever since, and the more I've studied it, the more I've enjoyed this psalm, and I want to give you some great words of David from out of this psalm. Amen. Psalm 138, I will praise thee with my whole heart, before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. I will worship toward thy holy temple. And praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. Amen. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me and strengthened me with strength in my soul. Yes. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. Amen. Yea, they shall sing in the ways of the Lord. For great is the glory of the Lord. Yes. Though the Lord be high, yet hath he respect unto the lowly, but the proud he knoweth afar off. Mm -hmm. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Yes. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. Amen. An interesting thing of note about this psalm is if you look at the language, there are a number of phrases and words that appear very similarly to another passage, a passage in the history of David, specifically 2 Samuel chapter 7. If you're not familiar with what that passage is specifically, that's the chapter where David says, I want to build God a house. And God says, I'm going to build your house. It's this relationship between God where God promises David something great because David says, who am I to have a nice house when God lives in a tent? So I want you to see right away the attitude of David from the start that this matches. David is humble before God, and he writes this from a place of humility. It starts off very strongly. I will praise thee with my whole heart. God, you're so great, you're so wonderful, that I need to give you everything. Yes. Right. My yes. whole heart. Yes. I will praise thee with my whole heart. He's committing from the very start to yes. give God everything. He's going to give him praise with everything that he has. Yes. Before the gods will I sing praise unto thee. Now, the word gods in the Old Testament can have multiple meanings. It can mean other gods. It can mean idols. So that David is saying, you know what? I don't care that there are idols around me. I don't care that there are other temples out there. I'll mock them and I'll praise my God. Or, as you can see also elsewhere in the psalm, it could be talking about kings. He's unashamed before his peers and before the great men of the earth to say, I love the Lord. I praise the Lord Jehovah. I don't care what other God you praise. I don't care what other God you believe in. I believe in Jehovah. Yes. Right away, he is putting Jehovah as high as he possibly can. He's giving him everything. He's making him his focus in front of anybody in front of any opposition. Yes. God is great. Amen. 
I will worship toward thy holy temple. I'm going to worship your way, God. You said, pray to me this way. I'm going to do it that way because that's what you want. Your way is what matters to me, not my way. I'm going to worship in your manner. And will praise thy name first for thy loving kindness. Anything God does towards us, is it because we deserve it? Is it because we deserve a bit of his attention, a bit of his effort, a bit of his thought? No. Anything he does is because he is loving and kind towards us. Again, just see where God should be. He's up here. And if God's up there, then where am I? Well, I'm sorry, I can't illustrate for you how low I am in comparison. I can't point low enough to make the point. God's loving kindness, that's what it is when he acts towards us. And for thy truth. And the next phrase is is a a dark saying. It takes a little bit of thought and interpretation. For thou hast magnified thy word above all thy name. David's thankful and praising God for his truth because that truth... Okay, so when when we look around at this world, you know, the sun's rising right now. And everyone in this world sees God in that sun because they know that there is a creator who made things. They look around at all the beauty of this world, and they see God, and they know there is a God because of that. But his, does he care about the sun? Does he care about the trees, the ground, the earth, the seasons? He cares about this a whole lot more. The promises he made, this is what matters to him far more than that. And one day, all of that will melt with fervent heat. This will endure. His words will always endure. So David thanks the Lord and praises him for his truth. In the day when I cried, thou answeredst me, and strengthenest me with strength in my soul. Thank you, Lord, yes. God sometimes answers, and it's not solving your problem. Your problem continues. But guess what? He can strengthen your soul. Yes. So that you can continue going on in the midst of trouble. Yes. It doesn't instantly have to get better, but he can make it so it's well enough because he's with you. He's strengthening you so that you can endure And these are the verses, the next three verses, the verses that drew my attention. All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. There's so many, there's so many ideas that are contained in this verse. First of all, again, look at the theme. God is high. Guess what? All of the kings out there from all of history are going to bow before the Lord Jehovah. I don't care how high they are. I don't care if they're the man that God called a king of kings in this earth. He already got humbled while he was on this earth. Nebuchadnezzar already got to be an animal for a number of years because he didn't want to humble himself. But all kings will bow before the Lord. Also, all the kings of the earth are going to sing in the ways of the Lord. The Lord sent his truth throughout all this earth so that there are kings that have heard his truth and bowed in this life to him. He is so great. He is so high that he's talking about his little servants being the kings, the great ones of this earth. How high is he? He is the king of kings. Everyone is going to serve him, no matter how high they seem in this earth. For great is the glory of the Lord. It is so great that his minions are kings. But the next verse is where it gets truly good. Though the Lord be high. And let's stop for a second there. The Lord be high. Let's just say what it is. That statement is an understatement, a significant understatement. If you want the full way of saying it, we could go to Ecclesiastes 5 and say, 
He is higher than the highest. God is the apex of everything. It exists by and for him and for his pleasure, period. He does not need it at all. He is high. He is so high that he humbles himself to behold the things in heaven that the angels are not clean enough for him. That's how high he is. He is up there. Yet, hath he respect unto the lowly. He looks right past everything else we've described. He looks right past the angels. He goes right past them. He he doesn't need them. He goes right past those kings. Because those kings will be on their knees in that day of judgment. They will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. They will acknowledge that. How much does he care? Yay, my enemies are defeated. And that's glorious. But then he looks at the weak and miserable worms of this world with no nobility, no wisdom, no beauty, no strength. For his honor and glory, he looks at us. He sees the humble. And those are the ones he respects. The Lord cares about the humble. He goes right past the great, even though he's so high. So, are we humble in our own hearts and minds? We need to apply it to ourselves. Because the proud he knoweth afar off. They're not going to get any closer to him. He knows exactly what's in every person's heart. And if there's pride, they're out there. They're not in close to him. They're the ones looking on from states of humility while his children are raised up. Though I walk in the midst of trouble, thou wilt revive me. Again, trouble doesn't have to go away, but he can keep us strong in it. He can revive us. Thou shalt stretch forth thine hand against the wrath of mine enemies, and thy right hand shall save me. You don't hear descriptions in the rest of this talking about him saving kings, the great of the earth, but yet again, he's finding the humble little soul that's looking for him, and he's reaching out with his strong right arm to save them. Because he cares for the lowly. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Again, David asked the Lord to perfect what he had promised him, that he would send a son that would sit on his throne. But he also does that for his children. Whatever he has planned for us, whatever it may be, he will perfect because he cares about his humble little children. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Again, it's, it's back to him. It's all about him. His mercy is what matters. It's not my, my willingness. It's not my strength will endure. It's God's mercy towards me will endure forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. David closes with another statement about humility. I'll, I'm just the work of his hands. I'm the little bit of clay that he fashioned to be how he wanted me to be. Don't forsake me, Lord. I'm nothing. I have nothing. I, I can be nothing without you. Don't forsake me. Brethren, we, we are incredibly blessed because you know, we should know these verses. Some of us have heard them there our whole lives. Do we see the Lord the way he should be? Do we treat him the way he should be? Do we praise him with our whole heart as to how it starts? Is he that high to us that we're willing to praise him in any circumstance? 
that we're unafraid, unashamed, willing, and happy to praise his name before anyone, before our peers, before our betters, before our superiors? Do we love him that way? Do we view ourselves the way that we need to? Are we the work of his hands, or do we think of ourselves as self-made? Are we humble, or are we proud in our hearts? We can have this kind of attitude. We have David for a pattern. And, you know, David was a king. David had lots of things that he could have been proud about. But he humbled himself because he knew that's what God wanted. Brethren, how high do we put him up and how low do we put ourselves? Use David's pattern here and he will perfect the things concerning us. Amen.